0: the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop,
1: a Rutgers football podcast.
0: Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve
2: Edelson. Welcome back to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. The 2022 season, just around the quarter. But before we can play any games, we have to go to training camp first. So welcome to a special training camp edition of The Chop. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman. The Scarlet Knights just getting their practices underway, preparing, well, exactly a month from today. September 3rd, they head up to Chestnut Hill to open up the season against Boston College. Camp is underway. A lot of interesting position battles to talk about, some new faces, some guys returning from last year, some new coaches as well. So a lot of new for this Scarlet Knights program as they try to build on last year's campaign as I said, they open September 3rd with Boston College. Chris, welcome back. Another training camp underway, another season here of the CHOP underway as well. And as we head into training camp for the Scarlet Knights, a lot of position battles to watch. But of course, the, the glamour position of all of football is, of course, the quarterback. And Rutgers, this next few weeks, very important to find out who the quarterback will be or quarterbacks will be for the
0: season. Yeah, Ryan, it's it's good to be back. First of all, it, it's amazing that it feels like we have just had spring practice and we're already back. I'm, I'm recording this right now from a booth at SHI Stadium. I'm looking out into the field, and it's just hard to believe it's football season again, but it is. And obviously, you know, as you said, it's this training camp, and, and it's going to be all about the quarterback competition. And you know, Noah Vegel and Evan Simon and Gavin Wimsat, those guys are battling it out. And it was a continuation from the spring, right? I mean, nobody, none of those guys really separated himself. Uh, enough throughout spring practices to kind of be the starter, you know, the the, the proclaimed starter coming into camp. Um, they, they were kind of uneven, a little inconsistent over the course of the spring. So that competition picks up right now. And I, I think it's important for everyone to keep in mind that Greg Shiano is not going to rush this thing. So if you're waiting for a dec- decision, you know, after a couple weeks of practice, you know, after his scrimmages or whatever, you're not, you, that's not a guarantee. I mean, we might not know who the starter is going to be until right before the opener against Boston College. And quite frankly, he, Greg is not shying away from the possibility of potentially playing more than one quarterback. So this is something that's going to be ongoing. He's been adamant that he's going to let it play out. He's, he said that, you know, eventually something like this will kind of sort itself out um, and he's not going to rush it. And I think all three quarterbacks have really handled that well. Uh, So far, they're especially Noah Bedrill. I mean, you know, he's a guy who's, you know, had the job for two years and now he's trying to fend off um, two others coming for his job. But, you know, they're all handling it, handling it really well. But, uh, you know, no question that this is going to be, you know, you talk about, you know, position battles and things like that. This is obviously the one that's at the top of the list.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, Greg Schiano hasn't shied away from mentioning possibly a, a two-quarterback-type system. And kind of the old rule of thumb is, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. But that doesn't always apply at the college level, especially when you have maybe a more of a traditional pocket passer like Noah Vedrill, and you combine that with maybe more of an athletic passer like Gavin Wimsat. Here's what Greg Sciano's had to say so far about the quarterback competition.
1: There's a great competition. I think all three quarterbacks believe they're gonna be the quarterback, which is number one, right? You gotta believe that before if it's ever gonna happen. So I think all three of them believe it and they all, which is uncommon and which is something I love about our program, they are all helping each other. So they're in an intense competition, yet I've seen, I've witnessed Noah tutoring all the other guys. I've witnessed Alberici. You know, over the course of the summer, I walk by the quarterback room and he Alberici's in there going over plays you know, like, to me, that's that's what's special about the game of football and what happens in our program at Rutgers. So um, who knows who's going to be the guy? I don't know. Might be two guys, might be one guy. We'll let that play out. But I just love, you know, you got to have the ingredients for something good to, to be made, right? And we have the ingredients. Now we just got to figure it out.
2: So there you go. Obviously, no decisions have to be made right now. The, the things you heard him say before that, and you heard Gavin Wimsat say it as well. You heard Noah Vedral say it also. But it's a healthy competition, and it's guys supporting each other. And yeah, they want to play. They want to be the starter. They want to lead this program. But it certainly sounds like that it's it's a healthy competition, and all three quarterbacks are really trying to
0: work together to make a better team. Yeah, I mean, look, all all three of them said you know exactly what you just said. I mean, that you're helping each other, you know. And and the thing is too is that you know, okay, so you're battling out for the starting job in training camp. Well, once the season starts, if somebody gets hurt. Guess what? Everything changes. So, you know, maybe you don't get the starting job right out of camp, but you know, one play can change a heck of a lot once the season gets started. And now all of a sudden you're thrust into starting role. So you have to be ready for that. So they all understand that. And I think, you know, I think that's something that also comes from Greg Schiano that he preaches, you know, he kind of, you know, it's a lot about kind of what their culture is and, you know, he's seen that in the quarterback room. So that's why he's happy to, to um, you know, kind of be kind of with the way that his, his players are handling it. These, these three guys. And, and he also, you know, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a significant thing. And, and I think the one thing, too, that we need to mention, um, Gavin Wimsat has completely transformed his body. Uh, he, you know, working with Jay Butler um, in his strength and conditioning program. I mean, you know, if you saw him a year ago when he joined this program to where he is right now, You know the roster that came out today. He's listed at six foot three, two hundred and twenty, and he looks like a Big Ten quarterback. He looks like a guy who is now in a college role, um, and that's a big deal. So, you know, kudos to him and and Jay Butler for really putting in the work uh, throughout the summer and and the entire offseason, and really, I guess you could say, the last year.
2: Yeah, the, the good kind of uh, freshman 15, I guess, when you're playing football. It's, it's certainly a, <laughs> a different freshman 15 than maybe you and I experienced, Chris. Uh, you know, the more of the, the muscul- muscular variety for Gavin Wimsat. He also talked about just joining this program early. Of course, last year, he kind of went right from high school immediately to college, kind of a, a unique situation for him. Uh, he talked
3: about how much that, that
2: has helped him as he enters his first full year with the program.
3: I'd say pretty far ahead uh, than I would have been for sure. Um, Cause thinking about, it, I would have came in January. Uh, but even going the whole season, I know how the season goes. Um, you know, off season. So I feel like I'm way more ahead. I just got to experience, you know, seeing the diff- different um, different defenses and going through everything uh, through through those game weeks. So. Yeah, and it
2: helps that he's also learning from a guy like Noah Vedrill. We've given him a lot of credit on this show, how he's handled this whole quarterback competition. He's a guy that often talks about how he wants to be a coach once his playing days are over. So this has really been an experience for him. And Noah Vedrill talked about just working with this quarterback room and working with guys to make sure that no matter who is under center on day one, that they're ready to go.
3: I think it comes with a lot of humility. I think the best thing we have in our room is we've got really humble quarterbacks who... Um, are really team-first guys. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, If you're selfish, it gets hard to work with your competitors. But the biggest thing is, like, I want this team to win. So whichever one of us gives us the best chance to win on Saturdays, that's the guy that should play. I think the best thing is that when you make that connection in your mind, it really makes it easier to work with your other quarterbacks. Like For me, like I'm not going to withhold information. They share information with me. If they learn a tip, we share it. Uh, meeting rooms are really, really like cooperative, which is awesome. Not all rooms are like that. So... The, hum, like the humility and the team-first attitude that our, our room carries I think really gives us a good chance to, to work together amidst a three-way quarterback battle or whatever's going on. So, um, And that bodes well in the season, too, because you don't know who's playing week to week. Yeah? You can be a starter one week, you can be out with an injury, stuff like that happens. So you got to have everybody ready. Everyone needs to be able to be on the same team while compete with each other.
2: So a little bit of what you said there, Chris, just about having no matter who the quarterback is, making sure everyone's ready and up to speed and ready to go. And one fun thing that Noah Vedrel did say also when he was asked about possibly a two-quarterback rotation is that, number one, he trusts Greg Schiano, whatever decision he makes. Number two, he wants to pick his brain about it also because, as we said, he wants to be a coach later down the road. So Greg Schiano does go with a two-quarterback system. Uh, Noah Vedrill wants to know, you know, the X's and O's of his decision and why he arrived at that decision. So uh, almost kind of a, a player-coach type
0: situation there for Noah Vedrill. Yeah, no doubt. And then again, you know, yes, he has handled the situation really well. Um, listen... It's, it's, this whole thing is a big deal for Rutgers. I mean, the quarterback situation, obviously, um, the last couple of years, I think a lot of people, you know, Noah Bedrell deserves credit. First of all, you know, he has been one of the more productive quarterbacks that Rutgers has had in a long time. But obviously, a lot of fans look and say they want more from the position. They want to, you know, air the ball downfield more. Um, but there's a lot of that that was out of his control, right? I mean, just going by, beyond physical skill set. You know, his receivers have to do a lot of that work. His offensive line, obviously, the last two seasons has been inconsistent. It hasn't been steady. Um, He's really never gotten a chance to have to play behind good protection. And I'm kind of interested to see, you know, if the coaches want to give him that chance to say, hey, look, you know what? We brought in four offensive line transfers, guys who have Big Ten size. Let's give him a chance to see if he can keep this job and and, and get some production and kind of get this offense going. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to be the big key for this team. Is can this offense get better and show improvement from what it did last season? Um, you know that's going to be a, a big question. But but you're right, absolutely. Like he's handled this very very well, and and I think um, you know he's he's been a really really good mentor for the young guys. So again, this battle is going to continue. Um, I, I don't expect to have an answer you know for for anyone anytime soon, or to hear an answer for anyone anytime soon. I should say. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I think this, this thing's going to you know last a few weeks. And, and you more,
2: mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And and you mentioned the offensive line, too, and Noah Vedral was asked about that as well. And you can almost kind of hear the excitement in his voice about this revamped offensive line because maybe he won't get hit so much on Saturday. Here's what he had to say.
3: Yeah, I mean, we've got really talented guys. We've got a lot of guys that have grown up. I think a lot of it is just like we have some experience. I think I mean, new in any position is tough, and we've got a lot of guys who have grown up in the system. We've, got, we've brought in some old guys who are really good learners that have put in the time to learn schemes. So we've got a chance to be in the – an experienced and deeper group, which is really, really exciting. So, And they've put in a ton of work in this offseason. They're so much better, and they're doing a great job, and I can't wait to see where they take it.
2: So, of course, we spend a lot of time on the quarterback position, Chris, the most important position for any program, but a lot of other position battles too. Uh, you heard the offensive line there, some position battles on defense as well. What are some of the other competitions that you will be following as Rutgers kicks off their training camp?
0: Well, first of all, Ryan, I think that this is, of the three so far that Greg Sciano has been back, of the three seasons, I think this is by far the most intriguing one and the most intriguing training camp. Because for the last two, there wasn't a lot of questions, right? I mean, they had so many guys coming back, so many returning starters, especially, you know, last year with that, you know, the COVID year that so many players used, there wasn't a lot of battles. There wasn't a lot of question marks as to, you know, what young guys were going to step up. That really wasn't the case this year. Things are different. And and Greg Shiano has said this, you know, for a little bit now, um, even going back to last week when we were in Indianapolis at big 10 media days, he kept saying they're young, but talented. And he kind of said different variations of that today too. When we spoke to him, I think that this is a really interesting year and it's all over the field, right. And and on both sides of the ball, you look at the offensive line, as we just said, you look at running back where you have to replace Isaiah Pacheco and I asked uh, Greg Schiano about, you know, how his, what his outlook on the running back room is. And he said, he, he really likes it a lot. There's some good depth there. A lot of it though, hinges on the state of Aaron young. Um, you know, he missed uh, the spring with an injury and he's still kind of battling back from that. He, but he's, he's on his way, but you know, he's still, you know, coming through that and he's going to be eased in a bit. Um, and then you, but you have, you know, Kyle menung and you have Sam Brown, who is a really, really highly tatted recruit coming in. Um, so there's definitely guys there who, have big potential and, and really, you know, can help step up and replace a guy like Isaiah Pacheco. And then you look at wide receiver and they brought in Tosh Harris and Sean Ryan and Aaron Cruikshank is coming back from an injury. But Greg Shiano said last week that he's optimistic about him and that he's looking like his old self. Um, so there's this, and I'm, I'm not, I can't name everybody because we'll be here forever. But and then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, you have guys like, you know, young guys who, who really, and I think if you look at the Gator Bowl and even the spring game, you know, Desmond Igbenosin, Shaquan Loyal, um, you know, the, two safeties who I think have the, have the chance to really, you know, get some big opportunities if they continue to prove themselves. And, you know, you look at the defensive line and Aaron Lewis and Keontae Hamilton. I mean, I could go on and on about a lot of young guys who have talent who have potential and Shiano has said several times that they're going to play a lot of guys. He said today that he believes that that's what, what you have to do in college football. So I think a lot of players are going to get chances. A lot of those young guys, they're going to chance to show what they can do, how they can step up. And, Listen, I mean, there's definitely returning guys like Max Melton, Cass Abraham, and Christian Izzy, and that they're going to be depending on. Mayan Ahanatu, Efine Maijay on the defensive line. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of returning guys, but there's definitely a lot of young guys who are going to get some big opportunities. And that's why I think that this has the chance to be a really intriguing year. Will it be growing yeah. pains? Of course. You know, of course there are going to be growing pains. They're young. They're going to be learning a lot. They still have a lot to learn, some of them. Um, but, you know, I think that there's, they have some real potential there to continue to grow and develop. And I should mention, too, that Rutgers just added another player on Monday officially, uh, Zion Harris, who is uh, an Erasmus Hall graduate, and he's the latest in the pipeline from the uh, Brooklyn High School um, to Rutgers. There's a ton of Erasmus Hall guys. So, you know, Shiano certainly uh, is very familiar with what, you know, their background and and kind of, you know, who those guys are. Uh, Harris played last season at Texas A&M, and he joined Rutgers on Monday, you know, defensive end, really fast guy, long, physical athlete um he has a chance to develop into another really key piece of this team he's he still he's he has to add some weight you know and and, and Shiao said that today that he's he's behind because he hasn't been a part of this strength and conditioning program but as a you know he's a four-star guy in the class of 2021 um you know he's been a big topic the last few days so i think he's going to be another guy that interesting to watch you know where he kind of fits in right now i don't know it's hard to tell um he literally just got here yesterday he joined the program so you know, there, there's still some time with him. But um, again, I, I think that this is going to be a really intriguing season. And it all starts now to see how this kind of all fits together.
2: Absolutely. And you mentioned, too, with Greg Schiano, uh, he said it. He just wants guys that can play. And, you know, obviously a coach wants good players, but he means it more in the in the way that, you know, you can rotate in and out and guys can step up if there's an injury and replace players or give guys a breath during the game uh, to get the starters off the field for just a couple of plays. He was talking about the defense as well, and we mentioned some of the young potential that exists on this team, certainly a lot of that on the defensive end. Here's what Greg Sciano had to say.
1: I think anytime someone takes over a new leadership role in your program, there's changes, right? There's We all come from the same defensive tree. So there's going to be tweaks to what he does, to what we did. That's, that's all good. I think really it's more that the unit takes on the personality of the coordinator. And uh, I've been really pleased with the energy and the, and the enthusiasm and the focus of the whole defensive unit. I think they got a special chemistry brewing. And uh, I'm anxious to see it manifest itself on the field.
2: So that's Greg Schiano talking about his defensive unit there and he's mentioned this a lot in the spring just guys who love football and bringing in players to the program that are enthusiastic about the sport they're enthusiastic about Rutgers and they want to compete with each other and then in turn of course compete against the Big Ten competition that they're facing. So we will figure all this out or maybe we won't over the course of the next few weeks for training camp but as we wrap up this training camp episode Chris uh, in the regular season here's where we do predictions. I'm not going to ask you to boston college score yet because we don't know who's going to be playing there i need we'll time i need
0: time i need to do a lot more research and study it, i'm not the ready
2: numbers yet. you got to see what the weather is of course we got to figure all that there's out there's a lot of street yeah of course
0: There's a lot i need to know a lot of variables that play here
2: yeah we'll plug it in the algorithm and, and figure it out when that right. time comes but as for training camp a couple predictions that can be made uh some of these position battles of course we'll start with the quarterback who you think will be the quarterback uh, as we start the season and some of the other position battles that you mentioned, how you think those will shake out.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll, the quarterback competition, we'll start there. Today is August 3rd, one month go until the season opener. I've said this for, since the spring. I've said it all summer, not to anybody listening or recording me, just to random <laughs> people that I see. I just tell them what I think and they don't want to hear it, but that's okay. But I think that uh, Noah Vedril is going to end up being the starter. I really do. I, I don't think that he's going to lose the job uh, that easily. Listen, could anything change during the season? Of course, I'm not going to say that he's going to keep the job, but I think it's going to be a situation where Noah Vedril starts against Boston College, but both Gavin Wimsett and in some ways Evan Simon, but I think those guys will still get time. Again, Sean Gleason has used multiple quarterbacks in the past, it's something that he's done so. I think that Veggie is going to be the starter against Boston College. I think they'll see what he can do behind, hopefully, or what, you know, what they're hoping is a, is, a, is a better offensive line, a more consistent offensive line, and then kind of continue to make some some judgments from there. But I, I think that that's going to be um, how, how things go at quarterback.
2: And how about maybe a player under the radar, maybe a, a name fans don't really quite know
0: yet, but will become familiar with as this season goes on? So I'm going to give you two. I, I think, you know, and, and they're not – I wouldn't – I don't know if I could say they're under the radar guys, but I, I think that they have real potential to to make a good impact uh, if they continue in their development. Well, I, I think, you know, Robert Longer being cornerback, he's a long guy. He's got speed, physicality, uh, like, again, a tremendous tremendous length. I think he, he's got a real shot to be a, a good player for Rutgers and, and continue in his development. He's already shown a lot of good signs for them, uh, but I think he can continue to do that. And then Tyreen Powell. You know, you talk about another guy who he's a linebacker, um, you know, from Vinyl and uh, you talk about the strength and conditioning program. I actually was talking to him after one of those strength programs, I guess it was probably, or strength um, and conditioning sessions, I should say, I guess this was back in June. Um, and you just stand next to him and you see how big he's gotten and, and, and just, he's really added a lot of weight to his, to his frame. So I think that those two guys really have a shot to, to really, you know, raise some eyebrows and, and, and show that they uh, are going to be big parts of that defense. But, you know, again, it, it's almost tough to say, you know, which under the radar player, because I think that there are so many. And I, I think that, and I keep saying, it, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but I think that this is going to be, you know, this is why this is going to be such an interesting season, because so many guys are going to get opportunities, I, th- I th- think. And, you know, Greg Shiano hasn't shied away from that. He hasn't hidden that fact. So I think that there's a lot of under the radar type guys that, you know, maybe people don't, Know much of yet, but by the end of the season, um, they're gonna they're gonna know a lot more of. And if you want a preview, you know, go back and rewatch the Gator Bowl. You know, it's I feel like everybody played in that game. It seemed like so. <laughs> you know, that was kind of I think a preview in some ways of of what this season could look like.
2: Absolutely, and you know, things change week to week in the season, and things certainly can change week to week throughout training camp. Here, we're just starting out uh, on. First off, our season and Rutgers season as well as they get training camp underway. As we've said, one month till Boston College and the 2022 season kicks off. So we will be checking in periodically throughout training camp. We'll update you on any news. We'll check in, let you know what's going on there. And then, of course, as the regular season gets closer, we'll be back on our regular schedule. We will preview every game throughout the season, of course, starting with Boston College, and we'll take you all the way through the regular season for the Scarlet Knights. We'll have some interviews, of course, throughout. We'll have some sound clips from players and coaches during the season. Be sure to subscribe and follow along with Chris on Twitter. He's at training camp updating you what's going on there. Uh if you like what you hear, tell your friends about it. Be sure to subscribe to The Chop on your favorite podcasting platform and we will check in with you throughout the remainder of the summer as we get closer to kickoff for the Scarlet Knights 2022 season. We're very excited to talk about it with you. Thank you so much for listening to our training camp special of the chop for Chris Eisman. I'm Ryan Ross. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.